0: To uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello, my wonderful listeners, and welcome to this episode of Stay Grounded. Hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your week or a fantastic end to your week whenever you're choosing to tune in. I'm super excited to announce this week's guest, Dr. Jerry Curatola. So Dr. Jerry is a pioneer in the dental field and has an extensive background as an oral health and wellness expert with over 28 years of experience. I mean, this man has done it all. He's listed in the Guide to America's Top Dentists. He's one of the top dentists in New York. He's the recipient of the Action Medal at NYU for Outstanding Contributions to the University. And he's also the author of The Mouth-Body Connection, which explores the relationship behind oral health and systemic wellness. And he's been on Dr. Oz. I mean, the man has got a title of accolades that really speak to his own professional experience and what he's done over the, the several decades, for that matter, in the dental field. But what I loved most about Dr. Jerry was, honestly his belief behind holistic wellness and his belief behind just creating an abundant life in general through spiritual practices and fostering a positive mindset and everything you need to do to fill the entire picture of of healing in general, as opposed to just treating one part of the body or another. And this episode went down so many amazing journeys, everything from learning about how Dr. Jerry became so passionate and and found his calling in dentistry from the age of six to his own beliefs around how humans were created and why the microbiome and and healing the microbiome through whether it's some of his products or through healthy eating or through healthy lifestyle choices, how that creates an entire picture of, of just Fixing your body and thriving in life. I mean, I, we, we talk so much about so many different concepts and I, I loved this episode because, I mean, Dr. Jerry is, is 61 years old. And so. You know, he's lived a lifetime he's seen so much. And when someone who's seen so much comes back to the fundamental ideas that in order to have a full life, in order to live a long life, in order to experience everything life has to offer, you have to nurse the mind, body and spirit, which is ultimately the fabric of what staying grounded means. You know, staying grounded is about creating life. It's about living life. It's about experiencing fulfillment and joy and energy and bliss And you can't do that if you don't have a sound mind, body, and spirit. And so we talk a lot about the role the spirit plays in healing, the role the spirit plays in finding passion and purpose in life, and then connecting that back to how we can nurture a healthy body to fuel the spirit by focusing on the gut microbiome and everything needed to to grow that aspect and create a full and intentional life, and so so excited for you guys to, to listen to this episode. There's a ton of book recommendations that have been mentioned throughout the show and are also listed in the show notes. So please visit them. You can also check out Dr. Jerry's incredible toothpaste that actually fixes the microbiome in in, in the mouth cavity, and it's fantastic. It's, I think it's Revitin, and that's also included in the show notes and. Definitely go check out his book, Mind Body Connection on Amazon. It's all over the place. But I'm so excited for you guys to experience Dr. Jerry in all of his glory and to see what not only a healthy oral focus, I think that's the right word, a healthy oral focus, as well as just a healthy holistic lifestyle of just looking for things that excites you, infusing your life with passion, purpose, gratitude, love, faith, and all of these concepts and how that can actually lead to you creating and healing yourself through life in ways that you haven't been able to before. So super excited for you guys to experience Dr. Jerry Kiritola. Before you do that, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Subscribing means that every single time we launch a new episode, it just drops right in your podcast app so you don't have to go and download it. Make sure to get involved in the Facebook group and the email communities at rajana.com forward slash stay grounded. And be sure to let us know what you like and don't like. And I hope you are living your life to the absolute fullest because I think staying grounded is a small piece of that. And I hope that this podcast and these conversations inspire you to be more and do more and be absolutely amazingly in the present of where you are and what you're working on. So anyways, with that being said, it is my absolute honor and privilege to introduce this week's guest, Dr. Jerry Curitola. Enjoy. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Stay Grounded. Oh man, I am, I'm having a fantastic day and I hope this week's guest is having an even better day. Dr. Jerry. How you doing? I'm um, good over here over here in cold New York. Cold New York. Yeah, that sounds uh miserable. I'm sitting in Texas right now, so it's probably can't be any any more contrasting in 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 general. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, you know, New York is fun this time of year. We it's festive. They did the tree lighting and Rockefeller Center last night and so everybody doesn't mind the cold. It's about January or February when we want to move to Texas. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey man, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm born and raised in the south, or I wasn't born in the south, but I was raised in the south. So I, I don't do the cold very well. So applaud you, my man. I applaud you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, we try to get some warm weather in 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 the winter months. So I actually uh, spend time down in in the Caribbean for February and March, and I go up and down, which kind of gets me through the winter.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, cool. Well, again, Dr. Jerry, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. Um, I've been reading a lot about your work, and I'm particularly intrigued and inspired by just how much you've done. So, so I'm excited to dive in. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, cool. So you've been in the field of dentistry for, I mean, decades. And, I, and, and I've always considered the field of dentistry to be a pretty competitive space. Like, there's so many dentists out there, but you've been consistently at the forefront of innovation. How do you cultivate innovation in your own life? Like Where like where do you find inspiration and, and, and how do you stay ahead of the trends when it seems like everybody's kind of moving as a mass towards one product or another?
1: Yeah, you know, that's it's, it's a great question, first of all, because you know, what I find, unfortunately, in my profession is that it's almost like, I don't know if you remember, there was a Dunkin' Donuts commercial where a guy's like, time to make the donuts, time to make the donuts. And he gets up and he goes through the same rote thing every single day. And, yeah. you know, in dentistry, it's kind of like drill them, fill them, fill them, drill them, fill them, fill, em, fill em. And, and that is the opposite, the exact opposite of why I went into this field. I mean, I always felt, you know, dentistry is, to me is a very unique profession yeah. because part of it is science and part of it is, is art it's really an art it's it's a very creative field where we're working in a small space we're working with our hands and we're really doing artistic things so of course everyone knows cosmetic dentistry and you know smile makeovers right. and you know and all this stuff and that's great because you know your smile is an important part of your self image but then there's a whole shadow behind your smile the shadow of my smile you know, like the song is the shadow of my smile. <laughs> Throw that in there since you can't see me. You, you, <laughs> you can hear me.
0: Yeah, I can um, hear you right am well.
1: And I do love to sing. I do love to sing. So that's kind of a creative outlet for me. And I actually sing to patients. But the shadow of your smile is what goes on in your mouth, basically, has profound effects on your ability to live a longer and healthier life. Gum disease is the body's number one source of chronic low-grade inflammation. It gives you a 10 times greater chance of a heart attack. It gives you a seven times greater chance of adult onset diabetes. If you're a young woman of childbearing years, you have a 700% higher chance of having a premature low-weight baby or other pregnancy complications. So what goes on in your mouth has a very profound effect on your whole body. So a healthy mouth, healthy body. Unhealthy mouth, unhealthy body. You may be fit as anything. You may train every day. You may have rock hard abs. You could be like basically in peak shape. And if your mouth is not healthy, you have a time bomb that can go off and really take you out.
0: My gosh. No, I definitely want to dive into some of the science behind that, but I'm, I'm curious, when did you start realizing that oral health had such a, such a huge impact on, or a correlation with some of these other diseases that you mentioned? I mean, did you find a spark of innovation, like, or a need to innovate at that point? Yeah.
1: that's a, you know, it's a fantastic question. And I did want to get to that because I did have that moment. I had that aha moment. Like, okay, wait a minute. You know, I thought dentistry was cool. Like my brother became a physician. And when I was in college, I was a neuroscience major, believe it or not. I was a biology, psychology, you know, major, but I was an art minor. So I always, um, I was a sculptor. So I always loved working with my hands. I'm, I'm actually left-hand dominant. So I, I use both hands, but I'm left hand dominant, which is more right brain. And right brain is more creative, artistic, yep. that kind of thing. So I was more you know since I had that, I was always you know, I was always uh working with clay and I you know, I love ceramics and that kind of thing. So I naturally gravitated with that right brain, left brain to dentistry. It was something I wanted to do from six years old, believe it or not. But when I came at a dental school and decades ago. I remember getting out, and a buddy of mine came up to me from dental school and said, Hey, you know, there's a new program in New York, and it's a master's program in holistic health. And it was in the 80s, you know, it was in the 1980s when this yeah. happened, when this happened. And so I enrolled in this program in holistic health, which was like voodoo back then. You know, now we call it functional medicine. Biologic medicine, you know, holistic. Yeah. We know holistic is kind of a trite word these days, but but I, I did this program right, and I started learning about naturopathic medicine, homeopathic medicine, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, and then I started learning about stealth infections and toxicities in the mouth, like mercury fillings, and I was like, wow, mercury fillings, and it was like, well, those silver fillings in my mouth that my dentist did when I was like 14, 15, they're not really silver. They're 52% mercury and 26% silver. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what, what? I'm walking around with mercury in my head, you know? And, And then I was like, well, and then it was like they were talking about fluoride and they were like, well, you know, fluoride is a toxic chemical. And it was interesting because there's a major toothpaste company that made a product called Sparkle. I don't want to. I don't want to out anybody here, but it was a comp- major toothpaste company. Came out with a product called Sparkle, and it was bubblegum flavored, fluorescent blue, and it had sparkles in it. And it was the leading brand of toothpaste in America at the time. And this product, kids started eating the toothpaste, and oh my they, gosh, yeah. fluoride fatalities in children went up two hundred eighty percent. There's enough. Fluoride chemical in toothpaste, there's enough to kill two children under five in a full-size tube. So it took 10 years, by the way, and aside to this, it took 10 years and the FDA came out with poison on toothpaste. It says, you know, keep out of reach of children. More than a pea-sized amount is swallowed, call Poison Control Center right away. So people started asking me, like, you know, what's this about, doc? And I was like, well, fluoride is... Toxic, you know. You 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 know, we we thought it was a good idea when we started this whole fluoride thing because it was like fluoride prevents cavities. Well, yeah, an epidemic of cavities today. We have more decay than ever. And then it was like fluoride makes teeth stronger. Well, it makes enamel harder, but it also makes it more brittle. So the truth about fluoride is, is that you know we thought it was a great idea because it does promote remineralization. It's just the type of tooth structure that remineralizes is really not that great. It's actually 33% weaker than the natural mineral that our teeth and bones are made of. So that's another whole topic. But anyway, I started learning about mercury, fluoride, yeah. and, and uh, you know infections around root canals. And, yada, yada, yada. and I was like, wow. But then I got to toothpaste. It was like toothpaste is flavored detergent. You know, Toothpaste was developed and introduced really by soap makers. Colgate, Procter and Gamble, you know all these different companies, Unilever, you know they were they were detergent makers. So I was like, well, people are sticking soap in their mouth every day. This is not good. And that started an innovation for me to like. And I remember I was like, I wake up in the morning, I kind of meditate, and I started thinking about, I got to do something different. I got to do it differently. And I I began developing. A, a new toothpaste 20 years ago, but I didn't want it to be like a natural, you know, yeah. like a Tom's of Maine or any or that stuff. And people are using charcoal and clay and all this stuff. And it's all a bunch of, you know, there a lot of them, you know, it's sort of like the expression, right church, wrong pew. You know, a lot of them are in the wrong pew because they don't really understand the science. So I became, uh, and the biggest innovation for me was becoming a student and now a teacher of the human microbiome. You may have heard the term microbiome. You know, so the human microbiome project was launched by the National Institute of Health in 2002. And that the NIH put, I forget how many millions, uh, out to universities all over to study our microbial composition, right? So what they found was really, really interesting. And the first thing they found is there's a lot more microbes than human cells in and on us, right? They said, well, there's 10 times the number of bacteria in and on us than our own human cells. And so, and but the genetic information, they said, was 100 times greater than our own human cells. So, we're, we, you and I here, Raj, are basically. Yeah walking bacteria containers
0: right so it's
1: like whoa that's really interesting what does that mean well that means that everything we've been doing to kill bacteria like products like listerine kill germs on contact colgate total kill germs 24 hours a day not only was it ineffectual but whoa we're really pissing
0: off these bacteria dr jerry i had a quick question did this the studies around the microbiome, when you realized these studies around the microbiome, is that what caused you to really want to devote your life to fixing the problem? Or was, did that happen before you started learning about the microbiome?
1: Well, first I started learning about toxicities in the mouth and yeah. disease in the mouth and how it affects the whole body. and I was like, oh my God, you know, I am in a really important place to do things differently to help people live longer, healthier lives. That was the first thing. Yeah. Second thing was the human microbiome project and my interest in that was like whoa number 2 whoa. <laughs> number yeah. 2 whoa was whoa whoa. I got to change what people are putting in their mouths. Because let me let me I forgot to tell you when I graduated dental school decades and decades ago, 35 years ago, when I graduated dental school, gum disease was epidemic then. It was like 80% of people of adult age have some stage of gum disease oh and gum disease is linked to just about every disease in the body from alzheimer's to colorectal cancer yeah so i was like what's that about and then the third thing was now we're in 2018 and guess what gum disease is still epidemic
0: so it was a mixture of everything
1: yeah it's like it's like wait a minute what's the definition of insanity raj Doing, doing the, the same, same thing, thing over and over and yep. expecting different results. Well, that's what we've been doing in oral care.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Dr. Jerry. Why did you feel the responsibility to take on, like, fixing this issue? I
1: really felt, and it is so, that's a very heavy question. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and it's a, no, it's a very heavy question because I have a very heavy answer. I, I When I was six years old and Decided to be a dentist. There were no dentists in the family. I actually, went to sleep, said a prayer, like, you know, God, what should I be when I grow up? And I swear, I heard something say, I want you to work for me. So, growing up Italian, Roman Catholic, you know, I went downstairs the next day. I said, I'm going to be a Catholic priest. You know, God wants me to work for him. And I actually, you know, my mother was like, Oh, that's nice. Priests don't get married and they don't have children. And that didn't seem natural to me. So I went back to bed the next night and I said, I really want to you know get married and have children but i want to work it it was like what do i do and the next day i woke up and i, I true story i made a business card that i was going to be a dentist mm-hmm. i have in my book on the inside cover of my book and in my office a card that i made at six years old with scotch tape and scissors and cutting up my father's card and it says that uh, g curatola good dentist (laughs) with a telephone number so at six years old i felt like it was like a calling to be a dentist and then years later i was in my late 20s you know and i'm i'm 61 okay but in my late 20s i felt like the answer to that call was to change how dentistry is done and and help people and show them love you know and and it really is because i mean dentistry is a heavy thing people come in they're afraid it is so many dentists themselves are you know it's a profession that was was riddled with depression and suicide dentists had the highest rate of suicide of any profession so i was like i gotta change the profession and i gotta change how people feel about the dentist and i gotta change what people are using that they get from their dentist and that really was a mission so your question was very heavy Raj, because it goes beyond what I was thinking, and it almost entered a spiritual dimension of what my purpose, what I felt my purpose was on the planet.
0: And I think that is a beautiful, and I want to thank you for sharing that, because I think most people, they feel like, especially when it comes to passion, purpose, and, and, and meaning in life, we're almost chasing these fleeting objects, or yes. these things we think that are going to bring us passion, these things yes. that are going to bring us purpose. But Really, there's something deeper that connects all of us as a human race. Absolutely. And your story right now just confirmed that. And so I wanted to ask for people who don't have that calling or haven't felt that calling. One, what does it feel like? And two, how would you guide someone, maybe a, a child yeah. or somebody who, yeah. who's in their younger years to find that calling so they can do the work that's meaningful in their life the way you're doing?
1: Yeah, I want you to know I do a lot of interviews, and this is a beautiful interview because this really gets to some very core things. The first thing to really find the passion, what your calling is in life, and I say, what's your calling? You know, the older I get, the more I realize that there's a plan and purpose for our lives from before the time we're born. And, you know, we make choices. We do make choices. And what you just said about some people make choices based on very superficial, on a very superficial level. And what you're asking is, how do you get to that deep level of understanding what your purpose is on the planet? Yeah. The number one thing that prevents people from getting there is fear. The first thing you have to do is understand what a state of love is. Being in a state of love is in, there's an openness. There's a lack of fear. There is the ability for you to not be afraid of making decisions or choices Because of a whole mindset of unhealthy beliefs, negative thoughts, and destructive cellular memories that keep you from getting to that deeper place of really seeing, you know, and you see it. It 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 will come to you. It manifests in your mind. I laid in bed, and I could say this now, and I, you know, I often don't. People go, "Oh, how'd you know you wanted to be a dentist?" You know, I was like, "No, I was a little kid with just a little simple faith." And I said a little simple prayer, and I got a very profound answer. That yeah. I thought that I thought initially meant one thing, but then I came to realize that you know when you're in that state of love, like what I do, I love what I do. First of all, I'm sure you do, and I love what I do. But I love people too, and I love the people I care for. Uh, you know, I love myself. So that's just a kind of a natural state to be in. And when you are in that state, things manifest for you. So you hear that word all the time, like, oh, it manifested. The yeah. universe manifested this and manifested that. And those manifestations happen when you are in that universal vibe, which is, you know, the, the I mean, I think that's the currency of the universe is love. And yeah. if you are in that and not afraid to get to that place, because, you know, sometimes you'll feel vulnerable. Sometimes people are so shut down, they can't open up. You know, and that's when they just have to get, and, you know, I think faith is a really uh, amazing thing because it's a gift. You know, faith is believing in that which you don't see and being certain of things that you hope for. And that faith is something you could ask for, okay? Ask for it. Ask for faith from the universe. Give me faith, faith in myself, faith in faith in God, faith in Others faith in what I'm doing. Faith, faith is a gift. It's not one dimensional. So I I have faith in everything. I'm going to be very honest with you. I developed a product 20 years ago with a guy who I did the master's program in holistic health yeah. back in the 80s, and he and I developed a formula, which is a product called Revitin. You can see it online, like your you know coffee project. I have Revitin oral care. It's R-E-V-I-D-I-N reviton.com. This product is going to change the world. And I say that with confidence and belief because it dramatically reduces inflammation in the mouth. So you get like a 50% reduction in inflammation uh, just in less than two weeks of brushing with it. It whitens your teeth, freshens your breath, does all these things. And it was a project that came from a simple faith that using things, and we put together it was a nutritional formula. and It's a product you can eat. You can actually swallow it. It's vitamin C, CoQ10, it's got vitamin K2, MQ7, D3, all these different things. Coenzyme Q10 is and vitamin C are two of the principles, which are really awesome. But all it does, it's very, very interesting what this does. It's so simple, but it works with natural science. So it's a product that's designed to foster a healthy relationship with the microbial flora of the mouth, right? So the microbiome, we started talking about that. Yeah, The I microbiome know. is the biggest discovery of our generation. People don't realize that. They're calling it a Copernican revolution. So Dr. what is that? Jerry, mean?
0: Yeah? I have a clarifying question, though, because I want to get to the microbiome, and I want to focus a good amount of time on that, because I do think that the work you're doing is phenomenal. Before I lose this question, I wanted to ask it. You said a lot about faith, and you talked a lot about faith or love being the precursor to faith. How do you cultivate love in your life so that faith becomes the natural blood type that you walk around with?
1: We are living in an age right now where we have technology that's beyond belief, but we are in constant electronic and digital overload. Yeah. And I think this is really destructive on a, on a spiritual level because people do not shut down. They don't get to quiet their minds. They don't get to a quiet place. So the way you get into a state of love is I think you need to take at least five minutes, six minutes in the morning and six minutes at night and just quiet down. Um, um. There is a great book by... A, a wonderful psychologist, Alexander Lloyd. He wrote it. It was a New York Times bestseller. It's called "The Healing Codes." Mm. Uh, I think that book is brilliant, and I give it to many, many people. And he's a wonderful guy, Alex Lloyd. Uh, he's down in Tennessee, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and you can go online and see it. And then there's a part of of the book. There's an assessment you can do online, and it's free. Everything. It's all free. It's called the Heart Issues Finder. Heart issues finder. But he has a six-minute meditation. There's a whole energy behind it. You use the tips of your fingers and, and and you place them, you know, on in different places around your face and your neck. And energetically, because we're energy beings, we're just a bunch of spinning electrons, you know. So so one of the things that this book does, which is really great, or this little six-minute meditation does is it helps to heal what I I mentioned before, and I really took it from him. It's negative thoughts, unhealthy beliefs, and destructive cellular memories. And when we quiet that and do that, you start to feel a peace, and that peace is really, you know, and that ability to open up and feel love and give love. You know, the more love you give, the more you get. That was a Beatles song. (laughs) <laughs> the, yeah, more you yeah, give, yeah. The, the more love you give the more you get and that's true and if we could just start to foster that in our communities and programs like you have here which you know i know you have a diverse audience and all i mean that is when some great things start to happen you know so you were talking about faith and love and, you know, it's faith hope and love and, you know, There's even in in, in scripture there's all thing of like you know love there's faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love love yeah. is the greatest. That's amazing. And, yeah, so I'm glad you asked that. And all of this is very relevant, by the way, because it, it, it has taken me on a path that I probably wouldn't have taken had I not been able to get into that alignment, you know, that alignment of mind, body, spirit. So, you know, we are mind, body, spirit. Yeah. And And it is so amazing that all of these play a role in our health and wellness.
0: Of course. I have a curious question. So mind, body, spirit, is there an equal weighting between all of those when it comes to living a healthy life or are some parts catalysts for others? I mean, where would you start? You know, it's amazing. Most
1: doctors spend their careers working on the body, which is probably the most superficial element of the three, you know? So, you know, working on the body, but beneath the body, there's all these psycho-emotional things, which are the mind, right? So people can't get better, but they're trapped in in, in a bad psyche and, and in a very damaged emotional state. So if you're unhealthy emotionally, you know, I've had a patient come into me and I'm trying to, and she's so stubborn and so afraid of opening up, so afraid of opening up. And she has TMJ pain, which is um, a pain in, you know, in the joint, the temporal mandibular joint. And her bite is fine. All of these factors are fine. She clenches her teeth, but what's driving her pain is psycho-emotional, you know, and and that is that she's unhappy. She's had relationship problems. She's divorced. She's got all these things going on. And I, I recognize this, you know, that that this is not even a physical thing. This is not like, I can't, I can't heal her physically. This is psycho-emotionally. But what's even deeper than psycho-emotional is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Some people are closed spiritually. They're, you know That whole dimension of their life force is shut down. And those people are very difficult. These are people that even get cancer and lots of other very debilitating things. So,
0: Can you describe spirituality?
1: spirituality is a dimension of who we are. I mean, we are, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of take that question and work that into the microbiome, yes. if you don't mind, okay? Yeah, sure. Because I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. And it's something that has a lot to do, Raj, with um, the fact that we're living in a time right now when there's the greatest scientific revelation since Copernicus said that the earth is not the center of the universe okay, because it has redefined what it means to be human, because we are microbial in origin. You know, there's right now that is called the mitochondrial bacterial theory, and so that our mitochondria, which are the same shape and size as a bacterium by the same genetic information and all, they were once bacteria. So a year ago, I did this Search, uh, there was always the verse of, of scripture that says, you know, and the Lord died, got took from the dust of the earth and breathed his spirit, and we became mind, body, spirit, you know. And like God breathed into this dust, and I was like, ah, I don't think he breathed into dust and he made a man, you know. I mean, like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it really had this like sort of like nagging thing inside. So I went back to. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, in the ancient Hebrew, which is very interesting, in in the Jewish Torah, the ancient Hebrew, well, the word is not dust. The word loosely translates from the ancient Hebrew to slime. Mm. Now, the earth was covered with microbial slime three billion years ago. Scientists agree on that, but the microbes covered the earth before anything else. Whether you're an evolutionist or a creationist, it was microbes. They were here before humans. So when, when the Lord thy God took from the slime of the earth and breathed his spirit into it, I believe these bacteria or these slime actually became engulfed in a cytoplasm, which made a cell, which developed into groups of cells and organ systems and and an entire functioning human being. The bacteria we know. Very interesting is that our humanity is basically, we're a bunch of walking bacteria containers. These bacteria determine the color of our eyes, the shape of our body, and even who we're attracted to or who we're going to marry. Sometimes I joke and I'm like, yeah, the bacteria choose who you're going to marry. (laughs) So sometimes they make a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... The, the bacteria make pheromones. So, you know, pheromones are sexual attraction, things like that. But, but anyway, uh, so I believe, and this is something, you know, I kind of meditate on this. I believe that our microbes are our connection to each other. It's our commonality as human beings, but it's our connection to the cosmos. Yeah. And that becomes a really expansive thought and vision. Uh, especially because there are microbes on Mars and microbes and a lot of the places makes you realize that, you know, there is life beyond our planet uh, because even when Copernicus said the earth is in the center of the universe and Galileo agreed with Copernicus and then the Pope put Galileo in jail for life, you know? So yeah. the same thing now is like, no, 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 there's no other life. And, you know, no, there is. And it is. And I, you know, I believe it's always been, you know, it's always been, so, there is uh, even uh, even you know, extraterrestrial life on this planet. So, uh, there's nothing unnatural to that uh, yeah. to me, other than denying it.
0: Yeah. And, and just on that note, because you're saying something that's really fascinating to me. So, when you think of spirituality, spirituality is what is the glue that essentially holds all of our microbiomes together.
1: Really interesting. What you believe, and this was actually. Um, Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. He wrote a book, The Biology of Belief. Another great microbiologist, scientist, and and a great author. But he wrote a book called The Biology of Belief, that what you believe changes your DNA. So, you know, the microbes control our DNA. So, Yeah. yeah, I really believe that our faith shapes our spirituality. Our spirituality is probably the greatest foundational core of who we are and, and and our life and connection uh, to the cosmos, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm convinced that spiritual problems are a root issue that transcends mind and body. That spirit, our spirit person, and that is where that universal love, the current of the universe, flows in and out of our spirits, you know, and through
0: So with spirit, uh, the idea of spirit for me, it's 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 an idea of connection. So anything that makes me you feel know, connected, even a practice of appreciation or gratitude, we just got done with Thanksgiving. So, you know, like an appreciation, gratitude, love. I mean, these are all currencies. In, 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 and I just want to make sure I'm understanding this because this is so powerful. I love that this is the glue because yeah. when you it can is. create these, free, you have all, everybody has the reign to create these emotional states at will.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're, you're absolutely right on. And what's interesting is, that sometimes you never you ever kind of meet someone for the first time and you feel something very deeply like a real deep connection yep and it's not they haven't even spoken that much you know and you may you know just been you know hanging out and talking at a party or something but all of a sudden there's this deep connection and and that connection is a spiritual connection from his spirit to your spirit it's not like your mind yeah you could think alike and Yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah. I believe that too. Oh And you know, physically, you know, you may be attracted to someone and and, and uh, feel a connection on a, on a physical level. Then there's the mental level, of course, with the mind. But when you are taught to someone and you feel that deep, deep thing or that love that you feel for someone, that's a spiritual connection. That is yeah. where we are connected on a spirit level.
0: That's beautiful, man. Yeah. I, I love, I love all of this. Cause it's, I mean, man, I've been, I've been going down my own journey the last several, I guess the last year really of trying to redefine happiness in my own life and purpose mm-hmm. and passion in my own life. And I've just felt this giant shift around me as a result of me pursuing my own purpose and passion and the change it's seen in other people. And so I just love everything you're saying right now, Dr. Jerry. I love Thank the you. idea of essentially having ownership and the biggest change in catalyst to healing is just nourishing your spirit. Absolutely. So,
1: and that's why, you know, when, when you look at layers, you know, you know, like just look at the earth, you know, you have the, uh, you know, the crust, you know, that's the physical, right? You see the yep. trees and, dah, 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 and then you get underneath it. And I, I don't I, my geology is a little, little rusty, but you, know, you get into the, <laughs> Into the uh, from from the crust, you get into the. Is it the mantle that's next?
0: Yep, no, I think mantle? so. It's the, yeah, the mantle, crust, the mantle, and the core,
1: and the core, right? Well, the crust is our physical self. Uh, the mantle is our mind, and the core is our spirit.
0: Mm. It's a great way to look so, at it.
1: I, I did think. I, by the way, I did. I was hoping it was the crust the mantle. <laughs> I was like, well, I was buddy, like
0: oh, shoot. Right. oh shoot. Oh shoot. There's another layer in there. I don't have a, I don't, <laughs> we don't have a we don't have a fourth dimension. I don't have a fourth dimension. <laughs> oh man. I love this. So so now I wanna I wanna dive back to you, your your profession and your life's purpose. The connection now. So now that we understand the spirit, the role the spirit plays, the role the mind plays and the role the body plays. How does taking care of our oral health fit into the entire picture?
1: Wow. That's, that's good. That's really good too, because the mouth is a mirror and a gateway for everything that's going on with us, right? For example, I wrote this book, The Mouth Body Connection, yeah. which came out last year, which, by the way, yesterday the book came out in Poland. In Polish, they sent <laughs> And and one of my dental assistants was born in Poland and speaks Polish, and she's ecstatic. So I guess I'm going to be a big hit in Warsaw. (laughs) Excellent. You're a big hit here. You're a big hit
0: here,
1: Dr. J. uh, Yeah, it's really funny because it's the exact same book in Polish, which I don't read, but now I'm learning. So So, one of the things that the mouth does in this mouth-body connection is it reflects, for example – you can see psycho emotional stress in the mouth. And by the way, my treatment of patients in my office becomes really a spiritual. I'm ministering to people. You know, I'm ministering to people. They come in. They are afraid. And just as I'm speaking to you, I've had so many wonderful, wonderful conversations and deep connections with patients just from them coming in. And I'm also, you know, I, just a quick story. I had a patient come in a number of years back. And I'm the oral health expert to Dr. Oz. You know, so I've been on the Dr. Oz show yeah. you know, a number of times. And, and uh, this woman came in and her mouth was a mess. I mean, her front teeth, she had broken crowns. Her teeth were you know, diseased, yellow. I mean, it was really, really terrible. And she had actually sold her apartment in New York City And took money from the sale of her apartment and went to a dentist who only made it worse. And the guy really, it was almost unethical. His work was, you know, so she had, his work was falling apart. She had other things that were happening. What's interesting is she came into me and she said, I was looking for the best. And I I was praying about it. And, And I was online and I found you. And I said, "Oh, really? You know, that's uh, thank you. You know, well, it's, it's nice to nice to have you visit." And she said, "And I know I can't afford you, but I prayed that there would be a way that I could get my mouth taken care of with you." Now, you know, I have a, I've opened charitable clinics and done all this, and she's in my Park Avenue office in New York City, which is not a low rent district. And I I looked at her in the face and I said, "Well." You know, I believe miracles happen every day with faith. And this is the God's honest truth. The phone rings. Uh, I didn't hear the phone ring. My, my front desk picks up the phone. My front desk woman comes in the room and says, Dr. Curatilla, I'm sorry to bother you. Dr. Oz's producers are on the phone. They they need to speak to you. And I, I ask, and she's up in the patient. I, I normally don't interrupt. I never interrupt a patient in the treatment But it was so weird. I just looked at her and she said, oh, please take it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I picked up uh, the extension in the operatory. The executive producer for the Dr. Oz show is on and says, you know, Dr. Curatola, Dr. Oz wants you to do a segment, but we need someone. We want to do a mouth makeover. And I said, what did you say? She (laughs) said, the show wants you to do a mouth makeover and we will take care of everything. You know, a will range, but it has to be a patient who can emote on camera. And I, I'm holding the phone and I'm looking at the patient. And I said, "Would you be willing to have your mouth fixed and go on the Dr. Oz show?" And she said, "Absolutely." I said, "Well, the producers are going to call you, and they want to pre-interview you because you know it has to be you know TV." People yeah, have to, yeah, remote. Right, it's all right, screened right. and all that. Right. Well, anyway, it became one of the most successful segments. Actually, it was three segments. It was almost an entire show. And there's a reveal. And you can see it online. If you do Mouth Makeover, Dr. Oz Show, Dr. Jerry Curato, yeah, we'll, make these, we'll make all these ones available. You, if you really want to see a miracle in progress, watch these two. It's two, two big, two segments. This woman had her entire mouth made over. She was a complete transformation of mind, body, and spirit. We were so connected that she was crying on the show, and we were hugging on the show. But that that empathy that went back and forth was seen by millions of people. Yeah, And over 800 people called my office for an appointment. So the blessing came to me you know just the same and there were it was it was an unbelievable experience of ministering spiritually and manifesting materially
0: it's it's beautiful and i love that you got so much from it too it's like oh, yeah. it, it just feels really good when you do good and then you get good it's like yeah. it's such a beautiful way to live life dr dr jerry ah, man you literally have been like my, you made my day Uh, talking to you has been like, I I just feel so positive and just so excited for the future. We're going to make all of the links that Dr. Jerry mentioned on the show available in the show notes. So if you guys are frantically trying to rewind and find it, don't worry, we'll make them available. Dr. Jerry, I had uh, one last question for you and that is in the midst of everything you're doing, in the midst of everything you've done and the midst of everything you're accomplishing and going to accomplish, how do you stay grounded every day?
1: You need to quiet your mind and you need to uh, you need to meditate and pray every day you really do and it's, it becomes a, an enjoyable experience because you get to that state of connection on a spiritual level you because otherwise you're just blown around like a piece of uh, dustweed on a on a, on one of those like uh, dust bowls in the midwest <laughs> you know you know yep, the, yep. um, you know you really need i mean the greatest thing that i could say is the most important thing that we need to do every day is reconnect to the cosmos reconnect to god reconnect every day on a, and at least 6 minutes in the morning 6 minutes at night it will change your life in any way you feel comfortable. So you need to constantly move from, you know, we have days that can really rattle us all over the place, but just stay centered and get to that place of love. Mm.
0: What a beautiful, beautiful message. Dr. Jerry, like I said, this has been such a pleasure. I love the way you practice. I love the, I love the passion. I can feel the passion from, thousands of miles away yeah. and it is clear uh just i mean I'm, I'm a believer and i can't wait for everyone listening to to learn more about you and and to thank just, you, raj just, thank just you experience everything that you're doing because i do think you're doing some amazing things so thank you you are so welcome and thank you for being here My everybody pleasure. that is a wrap for this week's episode of stay grounded i'm your host raj this is your friend dr jerry and from us stay grounded We'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life.